Welcome to Missing the Point. Welcome to the Power Ranking Show. Welcome to the wonderful world of myth and legend uh, where we create opinions on things that uh, professional athletes do out of thin air every week on the in the NFL. Um, that was an intro. That was, that, that was an intro. It was, it was an intro. Uh, myth by, of legends. Huh? By the death by definition, it was an intro. I hope everyone's still here. Um, power ranking show. We have some stuff to talk about, Robert. Uh, we did our, yeah. our our show last week. It was a lot of fun. We did it during the Bears Commanders game. There was uh, there was mirth and uh, merriment to be had for me as the uh, as the Bears um, finally eked out their first win ever. Uh, ensuing Waterboy memes, uh, really helping the cause. Happy that happened, but also a lot more football got played since then. So we got to get into it and talk about it. Oh, speaking of the Bears, um, on that note. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what I'm cheering for now. You're like Bill Simmons in the Celtics. You know, you're like <laughs> speaking of the Bears. By the way, I have some things to say, but I know they're never going to make the power rankings, so I have to slide them in at the start. Um, the uh, I don't know what I'm cheering for now. I don't know if I'm cheering for like the top two draft picks or if like maybe they can possibly eke out a decent season. I have no. They're not. They're not the worst three teams in the league. I can. They're not. That. They're not. It's definitely, definitely the Patriots, not. the Panthers, and would you say the the Giants? The Giants, Giants? probably the Giants. Yes. Yeah, the Giants. Um, the Giants do look really, really bad. And the Broncos. The Broncos. Broncos yeah. got to be in there too. Those are the. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Although I did have a lot of fun watching that Broncos Jets game this weekend. That was. It was. That, it that was, was great. And there was also the last game on in the late late games, and it was the, like finished great. And it was just the, the ending. The ending was great too. Uh, uh, I think it was. I don't know if it was Big Cat or uh, the other. What's the other guy's name? PMT. Uh, brought it up, but like Russell Wilson fumbles like a cartoon character too. And to see, <laughs> and, and to see uh, Peyton just ripping into a mess he came off the sideline was just so glorious. I don't know why. So it just like, was, what, I was like, come on. Fuck Sean Peyton though. Like he comes in, he talks yeah. all this shit. And He's he such a dirtbag. He must have known there was no way he was going to be able to turn this fucking roster around in, in, in real time. so bad. And I, I'm not even sure he's a bad coach. I, I think there are coaches that would be doing less with the with uh, that this team is as it's currently constituted. But he went there for a paycheck. Like he basically waited for a hundred percent. He waited for a team to offer him a bonkers contract based on the success he found with Drew Brees and the and the New Orleans Saints all those years. A properly run franchise, I might add. Like despite their woes these days. They're a properly run fan franchise supported vehemently by their fan base. Not right? so far this year. They've been all right. They've been okay. Um, and I, I think they'll be good again. I don't know how true that is of the Denver Broncos because the, the what would you call it, lack of responsibility in trading the fucking farm for Russ? Like, it, what, what's the point? Yeah, you know, like, what's the, like, it, when, when the you're on tracks and right. just. But when you're a when you're a team with a fan base as loyal as the Denver Broncos, like they'll wait for you to do it right. I mean, I know it was taken a little bit, but their last Super Bowl win wasn't that long ago. So it's like, I don't know. They still had Von Miller. It just seems strange. Just seems just seems like a strange, a strange thing to go all in on all things considered. Well, they don't have they don't have Von Miller anymore. Some of those they still had they still had Von Miller. Had when Von they, Miller when they were. Right, in that position, yeah, you. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they were, they were in a position to sort of still build on a couple of key players. And if you're going to start all over, start all over, but don't, don't bring in Russell Wilson to be the win now guy in 2022. Well, <laughs> like, I think you they, can do that in 2012. They, they, they legitimately thought that they were that piece away from winning a Super Bowl. Well, that's just irresponsible. Like, they clearly yeah, are not. Well, it was like the weapons I get, like they kind of mirrored what the Seahawks had, but it was so clear that Russ wasn't a defense Russ though. anymore, man. 
It was so weird. It's like the defense was was crazy about the Broncos to me, man. It's the the defense was like good last year. You remember they were they were bad, although they did end up losing <laughs> the playoffs. No, they you. were bad. So, so they were bad. <laughs> they weren't as bad though. You but, didn't think they were bad, which benefited they're, me. There, shut the fuck up. That was so sad. <laughs> um, for for you know all you people that are, are new to the show, I played the Broncos defense in the fantasy playoffs last year. They oh, got no, no, no. Be six. clear, be clear. We were playing each other. It was the semifinals. You decided to go the Broncos pick defense. up. You kind of decided to go pick up the Broncos defense over like the Jets or something that you were, were they playing. It was the Rams, I think. Oh, they, they got playing? absolutely taken apart. They actually had negative points. It was uh, like the Dolphins game this past week. It was it, two weeks ago. That's yeah, that's they what got happened. Destroyed. They got destroyed. Uh, the reason Bobby lost is because his defense had negative points. Negative six, and I lost by five. It was brutal. But yeah, yeah that that Broncos defense now is historically bad. Might be the worst. I've time. never. Might be the I've worst. Never. Time. It's it's really bad. It Everybody's rivals, can, everybody can hang points on him. Like everybody, even the Jets yeah. offense. Even the Jets. Even the Jets. Listen, Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson out there looking like fucking prime, uh, prime had, Russell yeah. Wilson. Ironically, <laughs> one bad throw, which is the one at the end that gave the Broncos a chance. But like, right. other than that, man, that Broncos offense was moving all day. What did they have? Like two hundred forty-three yards pass or uh, rushing? Kind of wild. It's to crazy be, like, to be a Jets fan right now. Like the fucking roller coaster Zach Wilson sends you on. Oh, like he has yeah. a couple decent throws, and then like it's like, what's gonna happen next? It's just a fucking. It's a roll of the dice every time. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it though. I enjoyed a lot of games this weekend. Um, let's there were some start. Really good games. Let's start with a couple honorable mentions that didn't make it in. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to bring up the Seahawks. I feel like they might have dropped off. Like they might have actually just been cursed by their bye week because they didn't do anything to like not. You know what I mean? Like nothing moved the needle because they didn't play. Um, but you have the Bucks at number ten, which I, I respect and I think that's fair. But I I do I do want to say I think the Seahawks might be a better team than we think, and we might see them creep in, especially because. Teams like the Bucks, teams like the Steelers, you got the Jags on here. A lot of trick or treat teams. Like the Ravens have been have come and gone on this thing. A lot of trick or treat teams. A lot of good this week, depending on who they're playing. Or you know, like sometimes they show up, sometimes they don't. There's been the London factor, uh, which is fair enough. Um, you know, the Jags basically have a residency there now, so that you know they had a little bit of an advantage. Um, but that was such an advantage, right? I couldn't believe they did. It was a little unfair, we'll, we'll get, actually. I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was wild. Uh, but I mean, the Bills only had like a five hour flight. It's not like the worst I thing. Heard, that blows my mind. That That's like it's proof of the matrix. Yeah, the earth is flat, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> on that note, actually, fucking, I can't believe we're talking about this every week. So we talked about this last week. Obviously, Travis Kelsey does a commercial, which is like athletes do it all the time. The Pfizer. They do it all the time. It's like a PSA. He can probably like write a bunch of shit off on his taxes when he does this shit. Like it doesn't matter. So he does it. Aaron Rodgers goes like, Mr. Pfizer, da, da, da. You and I come out or we talked about this. This is already happened when we talked about it. Travis Kelsey then goes like, ah, you know, call me Mr. Pfizer. I didn't expect to be in like a vax war with Aaron Rodgers. But anyway, yeah, whatever, man. It was a good joke, I guess. You know, it wasn't. By the way, if you like that joke, then like tell me about all the Big Bang Theory episodes you've seen. Yeah, how's your, but, how's like, your pumpkin? How's your pumpkin latte? Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, but you know, Travis Kelsey tries to play it off. Like they ask him about it in a press conference, he tries to play it off. Then Aaron Rodgers goes back on the Pat McAfee show, and he seems like actually vitriolically upset with the response. Like he's just like, "Well, we're not in a vax war. Why do you come debate me, bro?" 
first of all, oh debate me bro culture is just like, it, it's like, I'm not going to enter into a situation. I'm not going to waste my time entering into a situation with you where you tell me made up things that you, you've created. You, wait, you, you know what uh, debate me bro reminds me of? Do you remember? The Wicked Witch of the West, bro. Yeah, but he was the right. The Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> you know what video? Yeah, I'm they just yell about, at you, right? right? And they yeah. just yell at you about their like personal believies. Their little yeah. believies that they believe in because they read it and it made them feel good. And it's like, that's fine. I mean, I didn't feel good about any of the actual facts that were coming up, especially during COVID, but I actually had to look at them because they're real. Um, but yeah, Aaron Rodgers is obviously a fucking buffoon. And I think what's very obvious, especially in like the sort of body language and like how like the, the tone he was taking in response to Travis Kelsey being pretty cool about it, to be honest, is he's so clearly mad at how le much less famous he is than Travis Kelsey. Yeah, so know, mad because about it. Travis Kelsey's like dating T-Swift. He's like on commercials. He's got twice as many Super Bowls as Rogers does. And Rogers is just on the couch on the fucking Pat McAfee show. And I, and I think this is the real problem with the whole thing is I actually now really want Aaron Rodgers to play for a longer time because we're getting a glimpse into what kind of a force Aaron Rodgers is going to be as as he becomes less relevant when he fully retires which is any minute now and go ahead uh, do you see a world where Aaron Rodgers runs for president someday because they kind of do I mean sure but I'm not fucking no, no, no. I'm not either <laughs> I'm not either but imagine I was just they want to debate about vaccines. What if what if they're setting us up for a, a Kelsey, Kelsey Rogers presidential race? Right. But also it's like <laughs> it's like, you know, the way he's talking about the rehab of his of his ankle. One of two things is going to happen. The, 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 the miraculous comment. Yeah, 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 that? yeah. The miracles yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah, Bro, yeah. Come on. So one of one of two things is happening. Right. One, either he is going to make it back in an incredible timeline, like an unprecedented timeline for this injury. Right. And that means that he went to fucking Germany and got the fucking Kobe treatment or he had some stem cells injected in there. And he's going to was back. a script and he was never hurt in the first place. Sure. But or he, <laughs> but if and when that happens, he'll come back, not tell you about what he actually did to fix his ankle. And he'll be like, I just believe in the power of prayer, you know, and I just yeah. me mentally yeah. I overcame it, which is incredibly fucking irresponsible. Uh, well, it's not the power of prayer, though. It's the power of spirituality. Oh, he said it. Right. He said I, he said the words. The power did he say of prayer? prayer? He said the okay. words, the power of prayer. Okay. All right. Okay. And he's going to be like, I'm just that dude. I'm just built different. And it's like, whatever. Or the alternative, which I think is going to happen is he's not going to come back quickly. He's going to fuck his ankle up worse because he really believes the bullshit that he's peddling. And uh, he's not going to be back in time for the playoffs. He's like, you don't even get this boot this fast. I'm like, OK, dude, I saw that. Don't listen to listen. If you want to take your vaccine theory and and expand it out as a multimillion dollar athlete and, and don't listen to the doctors or sports scientists about your ankle either. Godspeed. Godspeed. Just you can just overcome things with the power of your mind. And when you get lung cancer when you're 65, I want you to try it that way too. All right. Well, let's see what let's see how it goes. Cause it worked great for Steve Jobs, right? Where he was like, no, 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 no. We'll just do uh, we'll do I, I caught my pancreatic cancer incredibly early, and doctors are actually hopeful, but I think I'm gonna do holistic healing instead. It's like best of luck, dude. Best of luck. As because as far as that goes, it's not hurting anybody else. So enjoy your fucking power of prayer. You fuckwit. Anyway, I don't want to hear Aaron Rodgers talk anymore, and I just feel like this is a glimpse into what he's going to be like when he's retired. He's going to be the fucking, <laughs> he's going to be the Alex Jones of the NFL, and I just, I don't want it. It's, it's like, listen, I've done my fair share of hallucinogenics in my and, time, um, but there comes a day where you've done too many, and 
you're too connected to the earth for your own good. You know what I mean? Like, bro, you need some real medicine. You should get it. Come on. Agreed. Agreed. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, all right. Well, that's the <laughs> weekly Aaron Rodgers segment here on Missing the Point. Um, I really liked him before all this, too. Like, Did it's you? Just, the, I liked him on the Jets. That hard knocks made me like him. For all six I like the shit. Yeah, exactly. Exa- like that preseason. I don't know. I-, I had high hopes. And then, yeah, four all plays right. later. I always fucking hated him. So that's all well and good. Uh, but anyway, the Wait, so, Yeah. So before we get into the Bucks, yeah, I want to go back to like what we were originally talking about before we, we got on our Aaron Rodgers tangent. Um, the Saints almost made this list. Um, it, it was honestly between them and the Bucks. Uh, the Seahawks, Not the as Seahawks. you mentioned. Yeah. The Seahawks, as you mentioned. Um, obviously, you know, I have a Texans affinity just because of CJ Stroud. Um, but, you know, their loss took them out of this running. But and the Bucks had a bye week too, didn't they? So, I don't, you know, what do they do to deserve the place? They were there last week is really what it was. So you don't think the Saints, basically what you're saying is the Saints beating the Patriots doesn't didn't earn them move the, the needle game. enough. Correct. I agree, well, I, actually, because I think I the kept Patriots the Cowboys more, where they are last week. You know what I mean? They, yeah. The Patriots to me are are, are they don't move stagnant win. I think they might be they, the worst team. They might. There's a chance they, they the are the worst. They're, they're the worst team I've watched so far. So I think that's a fair enough thing, especially because if you actually watch that game, and I did watch it a little closer than the other games. Um, this past week, Pat said any offense, they were in that game. Well, I just any thought any offense. I just thought like once they didn't have any offense, then the defense sort of gave up, and then the Saints looked a little bit maybe better than they were. Like I, I don't you like I essentially overall I agree that like beating the Pats isn't isn't anything to get you in the power rankings this year. That's that seems fair enough. Um the Bucks stayed there. Like you like you said, they had a bye week. There isn't a ton more to talk about. We did a, a lot, we did a longer segment on um on on our boy, uh the man who lives at the stadium uh, <laughs> uh last week. So, you know, go listen to that if you really want to hear about about the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers resurgence and um, why they're doing so well. There's a chance like they fall right off this because there has been some weird parody and stuff changing around. But let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers, Bobby. Let's talk about them. Yeah. It's okay. Time. So um this this spot to me is interchangeable. I know a lot of people don't have the Steelers as high and I completely get it because the offense is literally one of the worst offenses to watch in the NFL. There's such a painful watch every Sunday. Um but they just beat the Ravens, man, and I couldn't put them on the list ahead of the Steelers just because of the way that they've given away games. Like, you know, the but they were doing that last like, year too, man. Like I'm just, this they is were, what I that's said what I mean. This is a trend. Yeah. This is a hundred percent. It's a trend. And the Steelers were begging to be beat on Sunday, bro. They were <laughs> begging to be beat. And the Ravens just kept giving them chances, kept giving them chances, kept giving them chances. And eventually when you have dudes like George Pickens, you're gonna yeah, get and you leave and you leave your secondary corner one on one right and, and, and for some and reason TJ TJ Watt and like these guys making the play on defense who was what was that it was a block punt where they got their first points right they got a safety block punt um, yeah and it's just safety. like yeah. listen until the Ravens can prove to me that they can win these AFC North games because we all know the AFC North you know everyone drives it into the ground they're tough physical games anyone can win it doesn't matter the records um. Until the Ravens can prove they can win these games, man, it's tough for me to put them ahead of the Steelers. It really is, and like, uh, 
the Browns too. I like the Browns a lot, but again, the Steelers beat the Browns this year. So it's like, when you think of the hierarchy of that division, it's just like, I, I get that these other two teams are more talented. 100%. They're a better watch 100%? every Sunday. Sure. Yeah. They, the, the Steelers offense is really bad. Najee Harris is, I mean, I don't know why they don't play Jalen Morton over him. It's it's so stupid, man. I, like I do Zeke, think that it's Warren like the Zeke Pollard thing, though. I don't know if it's like at, that bad, to be honest. Like what, from what no, I was watching, well, maybe I, I, Najee might be a dud. He might be, but I also remember like how athletically um, gifted he was going side to side when he first came in the league, and I, I, I think it leads to my broader point about the Steelers. To be honest, um, I, I've known that their defense was going to be good coming in. Defense is legit. That defense is legit. Like, I think that they they probably, I I agree with you that they probably aren't a nailed on top 10 team, but I do think that they have a top 10 defense. And I think that that defense sort of won the game. I think that there's, it's the most starkly different sides of the ball team I've seen this, this season and maybe Mm -hmm. for a while. Like, the attitude of the defense, like the, the personnel, the coaching, the play, the defensive play calling, the captains, like everything about their defense makes you, basically want to watch the defense like you you you're praying for the offense to get off the field so you can watch the defense <laughs> actually do something because i love you, know, you watch him every sunday yeah yeah, yeah. I, I love watching Watt. i love watching fitzpatrick i love i love watching um i love watching how they they play call their defense yeah. like, they're just yeah. really really smart you know like they're they really are like well coached on that side of the ball and it's it's patently fucking different on the other side and i think for me the thing that kind of bugs me is i know kenny pickett's better than that I know that George Pickens can be got like used more effectively, like we saw at the, at the end of the game. Um, the, the important thing for me, and I and I know Najee Harris is a little bit more athletically gifted than than he's sort of been been seeing, and they also have Warren, who's really good. Um, I think that their tight end Fryermuth being out was was a part of it. Uh, I think he's very very talented. I put him at top ten in the in the tight end position. Although there's a very big drop off after uh, after the Ravens tight end and and the Chiefs tight end. Um, but I would put him in the top ten. Uh, Fryermuth, I the think Chiefs that, tight end. Yeah, well, yeah, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> but I just I just mean like you know the Ravens and the Chiefs both have elite tight ends, and then I no, think no, I know, the drop off is what yeah, I meant no, to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no. Um, I think that uh, I think that um, Johnson coming back from injury will be very helpful to them. But overall, my point is it's Matt Canada's fucking fault. Like, I think you could put Najee Harris in a situation where if you're blocking for him correctly and running him correctly and calling him plays correctly, then he can be a decent, you know, uh, yards per carry sort of engine for your team. He's a north to south. He's a north to south guy, right? He's. I, the way that he runs, like, I don't love how he sees holes. Like, I don't think he sees holes correctly. I don't think he can make adjustments on the fly. Like, um, you know, I always love Taylor for this, like where he, you know, or like the best example, obviously, is, is Le'Veon Bell, where it's like he would wait for a second. Oh, the slow-mo, the slow-mo, bro. But I love Jonathan Taylor for this. Yeah. I think DeAndre Swift has it. I think that there's got, I think that Tony Pollard has it, although he, he kind of hits, he hits holes at an angle. In a, in a way that like some of the smaller guys run. And I think it's a mm-hmm. little bit different than just like, you know, using your eyes to scan and like see where the hole is. He squeaks. He squeaks through. Yeah. He's a little bit more like, oh shit, he's too small. We didn't like, we, we kind of went, he went under us a little, a little bit of that, which I like. I think that's a good way to run. But I think that that being a thing that Najee can't do doesn't mean that you can't get production out of him because I think that you can make him go, you can go like the hole will either be this or this and just like choose between those two. 
And I, I was just watching him run into to tackles, you know, just run right into them when I saw holes from the other side. So that to me means he can just be schemed for a little bit better because I think that he can start, he can get a little momentum going downhill. I think he's big. I think that he can be used in a certain way. I mean, I, I agree with you that it is like the Zeke Pollard thing based especially on their kind of body types and like how they look on the yeah. field. But I really do think you could you could get more out of Najee. And, and I think that would really help Pickett too because I actually think Pickett's a good QB. I, th- I think he's got the ability to be good. Um, especially like, look, I know that it doesn't translate every single time from college. I thought he was fucking lights out in college. Uh, the The things that he was good at in college don't, translate very easily to the nfl like the way he like moved you know his speed is obviously going to be look a lot fucking slower when you're dealing with the kind of linebackers you're dealing with in this league but i think his decision making is actually really good and i think that what what you see with duds guys that come from college that you thought were good in college and and become duds a lot of it's down to decision making i mean we'll talk about brock purdy later but you know you keep hearing this ludicrous fucking sentence said about brock purdy where it's like oh he's not that talented but his decision making super high it's like that's a talent that's a talent First of all, secondly, that's the most important. You're thing. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like that's You're actually wrong. the most because it's like, and I, you know, I'm not going to compare Tom, uh, Tom Brady and Brock Purdy, but that that's what everybody said about Brady. Like it was like, well, I mean, physically he's not that gifted, but his decision making, like I was there. That's what everybody was fucking saying about yeah, him. Yeah, they kept showing the combine. Remember the combine? Yeah. He's like, yeah, and it's like, bo- you just don't make mistakes. Like, yeah. If you go in and you just and look, I mean, we saw it, you know, in comparison with Dak over the weekend. No, no offense, but we will have to talk about this. You go in there and don't make mistakes, you can you can have a fucking perfect QB day and you can win the game for your team. Like you can do that in this league if you don't make any errors. Um, but you have to game plan for him to be able to put you in a good position to actually score and win games. And I just don't think that they run the right plays. It reminds me a lot of watching Matt Nagy uh, take over play calling for the Bears last 100%. year. Uh, 100%. I was going to make that ago. comparison. It's it's really just like every single time you're like, dude, that's not the right thing to do. Like every time they do something, you're like, that's not the right thing to do. And it's like, you know, they don't know how to ride momentum. And I and like you said, maybe it is that Tomlin like likes the challenge or whatever. But I just think that Matt Canada guy's got to go, you know, at, at the very least. as So he's not there to be a lightning rod for the blame of their offense anymore. And you can start um, to figure out what the problem is. So I just want everyone out there to just get a. Uh, general picture of how bad it really is with Matt Canada that tonight Pittsburgh Penguins open their season. Now, I don't know if everyone out there knows this, but the Pittsburgh Penguins play hockey and not football. And there were chants of fire Matt Canada at the Pittsburgh Penguins game tonight. So that, that'll tell you how bad it is in, in Pittsburgh for Matt Canada right now. Um, there's, there's videos going around. I, I know you said it's fake. But there's videos going around of him not cheering for his quarterback when he threw in the game-winning touchdown. Um, I just don't know what he's still doing there because it's so clear that he he's the problem, man. Uh, you're 100% right. Kenny Pickett can be a very talented quarterback. He's athletic. Um, he can make the throws. But you saw that he can make the throws. You saw yeah, it at the end of the I, game. I just think his, like you said, his processing is a little slow right now. You yeah, know what I mean? Put, like you got to put him young. in position to get that right, So what you, what you do is you, you, you throw play action at him. You throw some RPO. You use athleticism to kind of make up for that because the defense has to think about that. You know what I mean? When hey, the defense a lot is of thinking looks. for an extra second. Yeah. Right. When the defense has to think for an extra second, you have an extra second. And then they don't and, get to do and, that and thing. Huge. 
they don't get to do that thing defensively where they go like, let's make Kenny Pickett stay in the pocket. Let's make Kenny yes. beat us. Let's make him make Which they were like let's doing him... basically for the yes. entirety of the of the uh, game. But I mean, how many times we watched this Ravens team blow a fucking lead? You know, like just last oh, year. Oh, so year, many times. There's something yeah, mentally and... weak about them. There's something wrong. There's something wrong. And it's not yeah. going to be. We've been, saying that for, we've been saying that for two years. We have. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I didn't see anything that changed that changed my mind about that in the offseason. So I just was fu- so much lower on them than you. And I just, it's, it's funny. yeah, they might win a great game here and there, but, you know, there's something wrong in there. I don't know what it is. Well, but it's, it's, it's funny how wrong I could be sometimes because I raved about these weapons. And then they literally cost them two str- two games. They cost that team two games by dropping passes. I saw a yeah. stat that was like um, the the Ravens over the past three weeks have dropped nine passes for a total of like 195 yards and three touchdowns. It's like there's there's nothing wrong in it's Baltimore. It's like they got whatever disease that they, Tony had week one. And bro, it just like it, it ended up in... It's in like they, they even gave, uh you know, they, they gave Beckham all this money. Flowers is there now. And it's like even Flowers, man, I, I love him. But that drop that he had, it was so egregious in the end zone. Like, wide open that that's the game that is the game yeah. you are a first round pick you have to make that fucking catch I mean, you're a professional you wide to. receiver you forget 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 what catch. round you got drafted in dude it's you like i to. feel like if you give me wide receiver gloves i'm making that catch i'm just and, like i i just feel like i'm catching that so it's it, the thing to me is it, it seems like a concentration issue it seems like uh like not doing the little things properly like not they need to somehow start over from scratch and get a little simpler which I know is difficult when you're in a place that the Ravens think they are um, as a team, but you have to try to drill them a little bit better now make these mistakes because also, you know, this is something I said about the Patriots for years and years. It's like the thing I'm the most jealous of about the New England Patriots, other than the fact that they like have the greatest quarterback ever, and if we're talking just fundamentals, when they were good and when their defenses were good, they always, always, always made the first tackle. They always made the first tackle. And like, I would watch the Bears defenses get gradually worse from 2006 on. And I would be like, just stop and make arm tackles across the chest. It's part of, you know, it actually leads me into a great um, segue for uh, number eight on the power rankings, slipping slowly, um, you know, effervescently down the power rankings as they are. uh, (laughs) The men men on your hat, uh, like the Dallas Cowboys. I, you know, I'm, I'm actually pretty ready not to overreact to that game to be honest because the blowing smoke of like every team that has happened over the course of the the weeks that we've like it's always bad it's always it's, bad. it just it just hasn't it hasn't quite come true has it it's like every single time we were every like time. oh this team this team this team i really think that what happened for me i mean maybe i'm crazy and maybe people are going to laugh me out of the fucking park for this but for me what happened was they came out of both halves, the 49ers, I mean, they came out of both halves a little faster off the starting line than the Cowboys. And they used that momentum better in the second half than they did in the first half, but they used that momentum to go downhill on the Cowboys. And they also had a couple of really, really good coaching adjustments coming into the game that I think that they saw on the tape that other teams had not been able to exploit because admittedly, they have not played very many good teams. And yes, admittedly, they got blown out by the by the first really good team that they played. Fucking blown. Yeah, no, they did. But here's a couple of other facts. They kept Christian McCaffrey pretty quiet on the defensive side of the ball before the momentum of the of the day sort of slipped away from them. They made them use their secondary weapons, which would have been on the game plan. Like they granted their secondary weapons cut them up. 
but they made it <laughs> their fucking secondary weapon. The, the last mistake I think the Cowboys made, which I think was pretty fair uh, for them to go into this game thinking that this would work, is they were like, let's make sure it's Brock Purdy that beats us and not Christian McCaffrey. Which that is fair. To which Brock, which I think would have been a completely fair thing to say, because when faced with the level of elite weapons that this 49ers team has on the offensive side of the ball. And I think that they turned around and they said, we have to make Brock Purdy beat us. And I think Brock Purdy just turned around and said, okay. And that's what happened. And I think that it doesn't take anything away from how good the 49ers are, but I really don't think it, it tells me that the Cowboys are like that bad. Like, I, I, I don't think that it says that they're, um, you know, they're just above the Patriots and, and the, like, they're, they're not just above the teams they've beaten and worse than the teams they haven't played yet. You know, it's it, like, to me, it's like, look at what they did for my, to Micah Parsons. Like they kept showing that stat line of like, no QB hurries, no this, no that. It's like, yeah, obviously, because they game planned for that. Like, that's what yeah, they came out yeah, and did. They, they were like, out. we have to keep this guy quiet. And when they did that, like the Cowboys couldn't build any defensive momentum, which you can go back now as the Cowboys and go like, listen, if, if somebody comes out and doubles up on him and they throw, you know, three or four different tackles and guards at him to, to like to kind of are and they're chop blocking him and they're doing that thing that you can do to keep keep an edge rusher out of a game if you do it really effectively, then we need to be able to react to that. Like, that's very good coachable, coachable material to put on the board. It's like, well, where was everybody else, guys? You know, it's like he yeah, can't do it yeah. every week. Where the fuck was everybody else? That's very coachable uh, game tape, you know? Um, the thing that I think is really the problem, I, I, essentially what I'm saying is it didn't make me believe in their defense any less. Um, I think there's a lot of, of recoverable, uh, salvageable things as, as long as they keep their mentality together. The thing that is very unfortunate to me is that, again, your play calling was fucking abysmal. Like there was chances to, to regain the momentum of that game. There was really solid chances to sort of not let the game slip away from you. And unfortunately, the 49ers had a really, really good idea, which was if they're going to beat us, they better beat us with their offense. And it seems to me that that's what got found out about the Cowboys, to be honest. And, you know, you say like, oh, Dak sucks, Dak sucks. It's like I've been crying out for him to just become Brock Purdy for, <laughs> for, for years at this point. You know, it's like and now it's finally available to say like, dude, you got a great defense. You got a great running game. All you got to do is not fuck up. All you got to do is not try to be a fucking hero and not fuck up. Look at that game against the fucking 49ers. If that doesn't say it to you, I don't know what does. We're going to make you into the best game manager in the NFL. We can make you this. It's just like these are the plays we're going to run. It doesn't have to be the fucking Dak Prescott hero hour. It doesn't matter what kind of a contract you're on. That's not my problem. I'm the coach. I'm not the fucking GM, right? So... If if they can do that, I saw how good the Cowboys offense looked with a game with a game manager in there and a more talented game manager means they're going to look even better. And I just think he needs to really readjust his identity if he wants to lead this team to any sort of success. It's not that he's not able to do it. So I just wanted to give you that sort of positive take at first, because I, I just don't I still think they're a talented team. I think that there's definitely question marks about the offense. I think there's serious question marks about the coaching as far as offensive play calling goes, which I know isn't what you want to hear when you have adjustments to make but i just don't think it's all fucking doom and gloom i guess is what i'm saying no so i hear you i do I lose into the um, 49ers i have a feeling not everybody's gonna do that this year <laughs> i agree i agree that 49ers are a wagon and there's a reason why i think they're by far and away the best team in the nfl i don't even think it's fucking close right and you can't tell me anything to convince me anyone's even close to them however 
there's just so many red flags that are just raising their heads early and so ugly, man. It's like, it's texting my buddy through the week and it's like against the 49ers, it was so important for us to get ahead early. So important for us to set the tone. And and that's what we you do against this team. You can't let them get comfortable. You can't let them get that run game going. If their play action is going, you are fucked. There's nothing you can do. They, they have too many weapons. There's too much to worry about if they're able to run the ball effectively and use their play action. There's just too much to worry about. We saw it. George Kittle had three fucking touchdowns. He's like weapon number five. On that's that what I'm saying. That's um, what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so I, I still can't fathom. I said this to you in the group chat. I said this earlier in the week. Why you give them the fucking ball first? All right. I, 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 I can't. I don't get it. You, you, you. I think that it's. I think it's like it's. It's become kind of like, and I said this to you like briefly. I don't care. Yet. I do. You, no, you I, I'm not saying saying. you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I just think that it has become like conventional wisdom to defer. You know, because you can like manage the game better. But it's like afterwards. But you saw the Bears and the Commanders. Like the but, Bears, the Bears opted to receive the ball, right? And they that in order to get win the right down the field, yeah. right? And it's like when 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 you do this, all of a sudden you saw what happened. You you saw me. I saw the script unfolding before my eyes. Man, it was a, a, a touchdown drive by the 49ers immediately right down the fucking field. Cowboys three and out. Immediate like. Within 30 seconds, three and out. It was the fastest three and out ever. And then the 49ers right down the field again, 14 fucking nothing before you know it. And it's like, I think there actually might have been like a stop and then another one. But it's 14 nothing. There was a the stop. There was a chance quarter. for them to recapture that momentum. Yeah, for that sure. Was the, that was the part that really annoyed again. me. That was the part yeah. that really annoyed me because it's like, well, you stopped them on the second try. Like they went down the field and scored once, but that's like maybe you got punched in the mouth. They're at oh, home. they fumbled. You just they got fumbled. here. That's what happened. Yeah. And then Pollard fumbled the ball. He got it yeah. got punched out. And yeah. yeah, um, which was pretty unlucky to be honest. Because well, it was a really good play by whoever tackled him. I don't think it was Bosa. It was uh, Warner. It was yeah, Warner. it was Warner. Fred Warner. He's yeah. really fucking good, and he's really good at doing that. And unfortunately, I think nine times out of ten, with the position he was in, that bounces out of bounds. But because it all got like fucking just, like, fucked skated. up right there, it just skated yeah, right in, and I was weird. like, oh, was weird. dude. So was one of those yeah, things that was where a little I was bit like, of yeah, bad luck, but they did have a chance to rescue the momentum of the game, and they didn't like take even after even after that. I think the 49ers actually fumbled that out, and that we got stopped again after that, and then they scored. It was fourteen nothing, but it's like against this team, fourteen nothing is a death sentence, right? And then there's a after that, there, there's key moment right? that stuck out in my head that really just kind of encapsulated what Dak Prescott is to me right now. Because coming into the week, I said to you, said to everyone, the key to this game is going to be, can Dak Prescott win? Can can he elevate this team to the place it needs to be to beat an elite team? Because, you know, I didn't think he could. I didn't really have faith. But I'm like, that's that's what it's going to take for us to beat one of these good teams, right? Uh, it was middle of the second quarter. I think we were backed up into our own end zone. Uh, Chris Collinsworth specifically says, this is Dak's moment. This is Dak's moment right here. He's going to do it. This is Dak's moment. Man, they love Dak over here in Dallas. I mean, I'm just saying, if he really wants to do it, this is going to have to be his moment. We were talking to him in the week, and I just think he really did showing a different mentality. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. Uh, Play one, throw into coverage. Play two, overthrows an open dude. Play three, held the ball too long sack. And it's like, I said to my buddy, I'm like, I don't think Collinsworth has been watching Dak the past two years because, like, 
when the moment gets big, this is what happens. I can't tell you the amount of times I've seen a strip sack on Dak in a big moment when he needs to make a play because he holds the ball too fucking long. This is what he does every single time. Um, then they just start dazzle, like fucking razzle dazzling on us and doing like flea flickers and shit. And I was like, at that moment, man, I knew that this was just they were outclassing us. You know what I mean? That's that's the red flag to me. It's like, yeah, that did happen at one point. I, did, they, I, just I think it was like the third quarter. Us. The third quarter, it was yeah. like, oh shit. Yeah, they were just they were they were on another level, and Dak just succumbed to the pressure. And it's just there, there's so many things that I've seen from this team that leads me to believe like. Listen, we can make the playoffs. We can do whatever we want. We can, we're, 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 yes, you're right. We're a good team. But there is a 0% chance that if we line up against the 49ers in the playoffs again, that I foresee a different outcome. Yeah, I don't until know. Jack I just, Prescott, I don't know. Until, I, I don't know. Listen, until Jack Prescott can win a game. And it's like, you're right. The defense is great. But where the fuck are they? You're right. Micah Parsons is amazing. But like he can't win you the game every single. Yeah, but this week. is what I've been and saying. Like, they, I feel like a broken like, what record about Demarcus Lawrence. Demarcus Lawrence used to be one of the best players in the league, and now he doesn't do shit every yeah, single fucking week. But and here's the thing. Here's the thing. You can't ask, and this, I've been saying this to you for eighteen months, maybe, maybe even longer. You can't ask a defense that's set up how that defense is set up to be on the fucking field for that long, which is why the fucking balance of how that team is set up is incorrect. Because the play calling on the offensive side of the ball, what they should have been doing, and I, I just don't think Dak's going to go for this. This is the problem because I think Dak thinks he's somebody that he's not. Like This is just based on how he plays the game. But I just think if you're the offensive coordinator and head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, you have to sit Dak down going into this week and honestly forever and say, like, we need our offense to be on the field for every drive. Look, yeah, for every drive, ideally we get on the board, right? Kick a field goal or score a touchdown. The goal is obviously to score a touchdown, but ideally we get on the board. But whatever happens, what we're really trying to do is we're trying to have time of possession win us this game. We're going to not let that 49ers offense onto the That's field. That's how and we gonna, went 13 and, gonna, and three. Yeah. And how we're going to make the, the, uh, the San Francisco 49ers defense, which is one of the most elite defenses we've seen in the past few years, how we're going to make them look average by the third quarter is we're going to make him spend the whole fucking game out on the field, right? So what, is, what does that mean? That You start to break that down. It means second and five, right? That's what it means, like, first and foremost. It means every, second yeah, and five, time. right? Yeah. Second and third, seven. Third and three. Scenario. Third and so, three. Yeah, third and three. Third and one, you know? It means fourth and yeah. one, we go for it, no matter what. Fourth and one, we go for it, no matter what. And we have a play to do it, and, and we get it, right? It means... If you're, uh, it means pocket protection. So it means the offensive line has to step up, but it also means decision-making. It means decision-making, Dak. It means that if, if you can get three yards and it's first down, get it. If you can get three yards and it's second down, get it. You know, take that step into the pocket, hit a hole, slide. Like it, march them down the field. Get death by a thousand cuts. One yard at a time, one play at a time, uh, one catch at a time, one run at a time. It's it's the Rocky mentality, you know. It's like it, it, it's yeah. Of course, Apollo Creed is a better boxer than you, but not when it's the it's the twelfth round and you you're all heart and he's fucking exhausted, right? Like, of course he's more talented than you, but not in the fucking twelfth round where you're still there and he's giving you everything he's got and you're still but, standing in front of him. And it's like, where is that piece of leadership from Dak? You know, where well, he says like, like, I don't need to be a hero, I need to be a leader. There's a difference. It, it, the, the thing is, like, this team is. So what's, 
you're correct that that's the way they need to do it. But the thing is, especially like against the 49ers, so but that, I just think in general, they could be so good at that because they're so talented and they do have the ability to go over the top and they do have this ability to have those big plays, but they rely on them. Like I, I specifically said to my buddy while, you know, texting during this game, like taking my notes and shit, that was, there's no game plan. It felt like there was no offensive, there was nothing to set anything up in the future. You were never thinking, let's do this now, because when we do this now, this will work later. You know what I mean? Like, And that's how you have to think against the elite of the NFL. It just felt like they were trying to get all the big chunks all at once. And it's like, you think about the only good play for the Cowboys during this entire game, it was the over-the-top to Turpin, which was amazing, great catch, awesome play. He got hurt on it, but um, it was awesome. It was the great best play of the game, but there was nothing else that stood out about the offense that you were like, okay, they had an idea at that point of what they were doing. It just felt like they were always trying to get that big chunk. They were always trying to do everything in one play rather than set up a drive. Exactly. Like you said, you know what I mean? And like, I, I, I do think it all boils down to like, I think he got a lot of credit the first few weeks, but you know, the red zone struggles, inability to put together long drives against good defense like we just saw. I think it comes down to McCarthy, man. And I think he runs, I think it's like Bill Belichick syndrome like we talked about last week where it's like you're stuck in an era of football where you could do things like this and you could you could get by 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 not being electric and not, not what's the right way to put it? Not Not just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. You got to you got to think outside the box and think think big with with offenses now. It's just the way it is. It's why like dudes like McVay are so successful. Why dudes like Shanahan are so successful Be- and uh McDaniel's because they, McDaniels. they do things unconventional. He's, 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 he's not, he's not uh, in not, that McDa- not McDaniel's uh McDaniel. McDaniel. <laughs> no, McDaniel, sorry. Um <laughs> it was like wait McDaniel. a second. <laughs> um because they do things that are unconventional. And, Did you hear Josh and, McDaniels, by the way? Like, oh, yeah, I'm glad he horse-collared that guy. Yeah, what a dirtbag he is. Idiot, um, dude. He, he's actually, like, the most hated man in the NFL. I've he's heard. the worst. Yeah, I he hope really he stays there. I hope he stays the Raiders coach forever. <laughs> he, 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 didn't, he didn't take the Colts job because Jim Irsay took a huge shit in his house, which I think is fucking hilarious. But... Um, you gotta you gotta be oh, yeah. wary of anyone wearing a visor. I I just I've learned that from the Matt Nagy experience. Like he doesn't even wear that visor anymore. He just stands all bald on the sidelines for the Chiefs. And I think Andy Reid was like, take that shit off. And I just think anyone in a visor, you gotta be careful of. Like, I don't what, disagree. Why don't you want the rest of the hat? What what's the problem? Like, what? Just have the whole hat. I do. I, I do. I don't understand the vibe. It's like people. Right? Who, it's, it's like a... people who, who like show up in like very, very ripped jeans. It's like they're not just distressed. There's like holes in them. It's like, did you pay less money for less denim? I, I'm confused. I can see one or two holes. Is okay, some fade, some fade, and like a little, some a little, fray, a little, a little distressing is is a little yeah. different than a fucking gaping hole because it's gonna rip more. Um, um you ever have the hole in your? And so when you go to put them on, you put your leg in it and it just gets so much. Makes it twice as big. Yeah. Oh, so it's so, it's so bad. Um, But yeah, it's just, I I just don't see us competing with the elite of the league and anything being different. You know what I mean? That's what I'm talking I'm just hoping for different because I've seen this before. I've done 11 and six. I've done a second round playoff exit, bro. I've done all this. And it's like, I need the next step. And I, I don't mean to be spoiled and I don't mean to be whatever because like, listen, I've been to the 
the depths of hell with this team. I know. Yeah. But like this team could be great. And it's like you just it's it's just feels like it's being fucking wasted again on the same fucking shit that it was wasted on ten years ago. You know what I mean? It just it feels the same, man. And it's I guess so my I guess my overall forty two to ten is fucking unacceptable. That no. game was fun, unacceptable. I guess my overall You gotta at least stay on the field with them, no? Yeah, no, of course. I mean, it is unacceptable. I just think my overall point is that the pieces that you have could be used better. Yeah, they could. And they're, they're just not doing it. Um, did but, you watch the early game? Did you watch the Jags uh, beat the Bills? I did, yes. What'd you think? So they're, they're seven and six on here, so we can kind of loop them together. Yeah, we can here marry them. Because, so I did don't penalize the Bills as much as I reward the Jags for it. I have Interesting. To say. I feel um, the exact opposite, but go ahead. You, you, okay, so I just feel like it was really unfairly set up for the Bills. Uh, I don't know if it was their decision or like what happened, but they didn't get there until Friday. I know it's only a five-hour flight, but like they were clearly still fucking asleep for the first half of that game. I, I, I think the, the fourth quarter was more reminiscent of how these teams actually match up where they're much closer. Um you know, the, the Bills actually started to take it towards the Jags a little bit where they looked a little tougher. They looked a little bit more physical. I think the Jags just had the, you know, the momentum at that point. And, you know, it was already over. I think they were up like 14 at that point. Um, I don't know. I, I, I do like the Jags. I, I think that they were the team that just kind of got off to that slow start. You look at their weapons, man, and like their defense, like they have, the the pieces of a complete football team. They have great players on defense. They have great weapons. They have ETN. They have decent weapons. They have decent well, e- ETN, Ridley, Zay Jones. Like they got some dudes. Evan Ingram, Lawrence. Like they they have some guys to compete. It's just a matter of can they show up in the big game against the best teams in the league? I mean, I mean that remains to be seen, but they just beat the Bills. I mean the sleepwalking Bills, but they beat the Bills. I just think Watching that game, like they, the Jags did everything they possibly could to hand that game off uh, to the Bills. Like they were fumbling, they were making mistakes, they weren't capitalizing on big moments. Like they were doing all the things that like made me think they weren't as good as I thought they were going into last season. Like where it's like, well, you don't really know how to execute a game plan. And I thought that they were, they almost fucked it up. And I think it was just the Bills, like you said, like not showing up. Like that to me is like, I, I I criticize them for that. Like it's like you didn't fucking show up, dude. It's a five hour flight. You you know it's up to you. It's your team. You you figure out when you want to fucking land in London, and like you figure out like you all that stuff, and you figure out that's part of 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 running a a fucking franchise. That's part of running a team of athletes. Is you figure out when you're gonna get the peak out of them at, uh, when it comes to game time, and they didn't do that. Obviously, they fucking showed up like yeah. completely sleepwalking. Also, I I criticize the Bills because. Again, like the Jags were trying their fucking absolute damnedest to fucking fumble that bag and give them the game. They completely fucking didn't show up for the fourth quarter. And to be honest, I saw I saw a lot of problems with both teams in that game. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is the London thing. But the Jags have been there two fucking weeks already. So I don't know. Like, that's a little bit of an advantage. I'm not really sure that's fair, to be honest, just in general. And I do agree with you there. But to me, the Jags look like a team without they're like missing something. I, and I know that's not great, like radio punditry to like to say to not say what that thing is, but there's something about that team that's not quite there. Like, I think it might be on the defensive side of the ball to just to just or 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 maybe it's in Trevor Lawrence. I don't know. But to me, the Bills, 
if the Bills are going to be the kind of team that we think that they they can possibly be, if they're really going to be one of the elite five or six teams in the, in the NFL, they got to win that game. Like, and I mean that game specifically, not just beating the Jags, just like the way that game played out. Like, they got to take advantage of the opportunities that came to them. They got to they got to score. Like, for me, it's like there's things that would I, that would make me go apoplectic if I was coaching a team, and one of them is kicking the ball back to a team when we've forced a turnover. Like, I would just go fucking insane. It's like you better put points on the fucking board if you get a turnover. You have to take advantage of that. I want to be in the top five of that stat every single year because that to me is just not stepping on the neck. You're not stepping on the neck of your opponent. You don't have the ruthlessness. You don't have the fucking qualifications to win a football game. Like, you have to go and fucking do it. You got to go do it. So um, that, to me, just shows a weakness in the Bills that, I, you know, I, I, we all just sort of know is there. Like, we've been watching this happen with the Bills where it's hard to really put your finger on what it is because they're so talented. I think it might be partially their running game, to be honest. But they're so talented that you're like, what's the deal? And, and I think it's something to do with what goes on behind closed doors or something because they just don't have that fucking killer instinct. And I think that, like, yeah, they can play tough. They can beat you up. They can play physical. They can drag you into a physical game. But they just don't have that fucking assassin's fucking instinct, you know? And I, and I think that that's what I saw in that game. And I woke up at 6.30 to fucking watch it. So I was a, I, I was a little extra pissed. <laughs> I hear you. Um, it's early. That West Coast, bro. Yeah, West that's, Coast, That's baby. tough. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think the run game is, I think that's a great point. Um, the run game for the Bills is the most important thing because you saw what they look like the past two weeks when they have one. James Cook had over 100 yards the past two weeks. The Bills look fucking untouchable. As soon as he had, I don't even know what it was in this game. I know at one point he had like negative two fantasy points. Yeah, um, he was bad. He but, had like four points total or some bullshit. I yeah, he, he had a really bad game in this game. Um, and I think that showed, obviously. Um, you know, I just think it's so important for you to take that load off Josh Allen, man. Yeah, you a, have a, a to. Quarterback, you have to, a quarter- especially when you, they play this physical. Like, how do you not have a fucking yeah, field when exactly. you play physical when, like this? It, it's different when it's like a Fields or like a Zavik or like different like that because yeah. it's all about but Fields also has three, three decent running backs behind him. You know, right. it's and, like. Well, I mean, it's not that. Listen, James Cook is good. It's just it's sometimes the run the right game guy. for this team just looks inept, man. And yeah, it's, it does. Yeah. It does. It's, You're right, actually, because I was bl- I was blaming the backfield last year too, and I think that it's it, like, no James Cook is better than Singletary for sure. Yeah, yeah, but I also think sometimes I watch it. I think you're right. I do think how they scheme the runs are weird or bad, but I also just think like I think to myself when I watch that team, I'm like, oh, if they had like a Jerome Bettis, you know, the <laughs> power just, guy, yeah, yeah, like if, if they, they had, had Josh had Allen as a running guy. back, if they had yeah. Josh Allen as a fucking right. running back, essentially. Right. Yeah, like, like, or, you know, the, the way that, like, the way that we were talking about DeAndre Swift fitting in perfectly to that Eagles offense, like, they don't have that guy for them. I don't, I don't hate to take that McDermott might be overrated as a head coach. Um, I think that the loose cannon of Diggs this year has kind of been an That's obviously of that, been you know, right on the cusp for the entire season, too. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think, I think that does have a little bit to do with the McDermott aspect because it's been three years now of this squad. Uh, I don't want to say underachieving, but kind of underachieving. Um, I know the first year was kind of an overachieve that they stuck with the Chiefs, everything like that. But it just feels like they've hit their ceiling, and we need to see something more from them personally. Um, I just want to make it clear too that uh, between the Jags and Bills, in my opinion, in the overall aspect of the league, there is a huge gap. 
they, I know the Jags just beat the Bills, but I do think the Bills are on a different tier than yeah. the Jaguars. Yeah, the right? way you have this uh, power ranking set up, you have 10, 9, 8, 7. Then you have a big gap, just to, for visual aid for me. And then you have the Bills at 6. Um, number 5 is the Lions. I don't want to do a ton on the Lions because I don't think beating the Panthers moves the needle for me a ton. Um, I, I think beating they, up on them does, I, I think, though. Maybe well, not move the needle, but it, mm, it solidifies. It solidifies. The, the only note I really had on the Lions was letting the fucking Panthers score that many points on you. It was probably I did think that. Yeah, <laughs> I did think that. I um, I'll be honest. I didn't when watch they, the game because, like, ugh, the fucking Panthers. Ugh. You want to talk about a fucking offense you don't want to watch. Jesus Christ. Um, but 14 were garbage points. Garbage time points. Yes. So I I just think I do. I think that I'm unless you're very different on the Lions than you were last week where we think. Yeah, I think their defense is a little worse than you think their defense is. But we both agree that they have one of the better offenses. They're a lot of fun to watch when they're playing a decent team. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I I do enjoy. I think they'll win 10, 11 games. Um, And I think that they're sitting quite nicely at, at number five. I think this. I think because again, I mean, you, I know you did the tears, and I know you were a little bit joking when you put the 49ers at one and put the big gap. I'm not sure that the it's not Bills that much of a joke. Yeah, well, I'm not sure the Bills and the Lions are in the same tier as the Dolphins, the Chiefs, and the Eagles, or at least the Chiefs and the Eagles. Um, to be honest, if I could just skip right past the Lions and we could talk a little bit about those three teams in in a group, it yeah. would be helpful. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I, I think that they have. They have some similarities as teams because I think all three of those teams, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, and the Eagles, are all really good teams with weird flaws. You know, uh, I think the Dolphins lack a little bit of physicality, and I think that was exposed. For sure. to those. I yep. think the Chiefs are still the Chiefs, but they lack the kind of offensive, the ability to be as offensively creative as they've been in the past. And an Andy Reid team, I think, needs to be offensively creative, and I don't think they have the weapons to do that. Um, although I did really enjoy Rice uh, kind of coming out of nowhere. Rasheed uh, is yeah. good, yeah. I, I think I think that's going to be really helpful for them moving forward. I, I think the idea of throwing like Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony at a problem is very upsetting. But, um, you know, Simmons made the point, like, I, I don't know who's who out there. Like, they're, they're numbs. So true. And, really and I was like, damn, I agree with that. Like, holy <laughs> shit. Like, it could be Kadarius Tony. It could be McKinnon. It could be Sky Moore. It, like, it, it could be fucking Edwards Hilaire, except you can kind of tell him because he's fucking tiny. His, and his face mask. And his face mask. But, um, but then also the Eagles. Like, I thought that the Eagles maybe were a little bit more convincing this past weekend. But uh, just, again, like, there's something kind of missing about what they were doing last year in comparison to what they were doing this year. Um, and also, unfortunately for the Eagles, they have to be in the same division as the 49ers, and there's no fucking way that they're beating the 49ers in a playoff situation this year. So I think it is fair enough that the 49ers are the, are the number one team with a bullet, with a gap after them, because they look like the only team without any flaws. Like, they just don't look like they have any flaws. And, like, usually by this point in the season, there's two or three where we haven't narrowed down what their flaws are yet. But I think everyone else in the NFL has told us what's wrong with them. Every other team in the NFL up until this point has told us what's wrong with them. But the 49ers have not revealed it yet if if it does exist. So I do agree with these tiers in that sense. I think the so I I, I like the point about the Dolphins as physicality because they remind me a lot of the Rams back in the day where it's like they were just all speed all the time. And the only way to beat them was to punch them in the mouth. And that's 
the only way to beat the Miami Dolphins at this point. But you can um, do it. And it was really revealed. You can. Season that you can yeah, do you, it. So you, they got to figure you, that out. You absolutely can. Um, the Eagles completely agree. And the Chiefs completely agree. The Chiefs, I hate doubting them, man. It kills me. It I don't know. Me. They don't look the same this year. They genuinely they don't. don't look the same this year. Maybe they they'll don't. figure it out. But to me... I think we can really honestly just launch into this exercise now because I think it'll reveal kind of my overall point. Like we've got two NFC teams and two AFC teams in the top four. So the Dolphins and the Chiefs would play each other in the AFC title game. The Eagles and the 49ers would play each other in the NFC title game. And I think we're going to have the same answer for both. I think the Chiefs would beat the Dolphins in the AFC title game. I disagree. You do, you think the Dolphins would win? I don't think the Chiefs can punch them in the mouth. And that's the only way you beat. Do you, do you actually think the Dolphins, the Chiefs can slow that team down? No, I'm just going to say point. the same thing I always say in these situations, which is I've seen Patrick Holmes in, I know. The, in I get the AOC it. title game, and I've seen what he looks like in, in every title game. He becomes superhuman in those situations. And I just, I just think, you know, it's, it's difficult for me to believe that the Dolphins have enough, especially on the defensive side of the ball, to like stop him from doing whatever the fuck he wants for a whole game. That's the only reason I say that, but that's kind of conventional wisdom. And I, I, you know, I'd be, I'd be happy to be wrong about that because I do agree with you that the chiefs have a little bit of, they have some flaws. I just think it's, it's, it's the, the Dolphins. They just had chiefs. one receiver. If they just They're had what they, one guy. Right. Just one you know? guy. <laughs> like that's one all they fucking need, guy. man. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's It doesn't crazy. even need and, to be Stefan Diggs. Like it can, it could be like, it could be like Jerry Judy, you know, like it could just be, it could yeah. be like Cortland Sutton. Anyone. It could be one of those guys. Like it could be someone. It could be fucking Michael Gallup. Bro. Yeah, Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup. That's yeah. fine. Right. Yeah. He's, he's at least the Someone. solid wide receiver. Yeah. Terry McLaughlin. You know, like McCorrin. McCorrin. McCorrin, I mean. Yeah, McCorrin. Uh, fucking not McLaughlin. <laughs> the fucking Braveheart. <laughs> we switch the family guy real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, listen, I mean, okay, either way, at the point of the exercise is, is really based on the second part of the question because Eagles play the Niners right now in the NFC Championship game. I think we agree the Niners are going to the fuck. Yeah, game. bro. I, wait, either, I, I gonna... either the Dolphins or the Chiefs play the 49ers right now. No, in the the 49ers. 49ers. It's not even close. Crazy. Listen, if, if, if Brock Purdy is this good and he looks this good, this isn't the dude's never like, lost as a starter. He's never lost a game as a starter. You've never he, witnessed him start a game and lose in your whole life. We got to stop with this like system quarterback system. This uh, he's legitimately that. so good, bro. He's so fucking good. He doesn't make mistakes. And it's like my my buddy was texting me like Brock's gonna give us one, right? I'm like, no, no. bro, he's not gonna give us one. But that's what he, Brady used to do. Like I'm not yeah, saying and, they're the so same, but that's literally how like, they, Brady they play very Brady. similar. They have, they yeah. have very similar pocket presence. And I saw a stat. Um, I want to read this off because it kind of disproves literally the. If I could type my passcode in, God damn it, of course. Um, it kind of disproves the entire system quarterback thing. That's like so far this season. Get this up. So, so far this season, Brock Purdy threw, so last game, actually, let's start there. Brock Purdy threw all four of his touchdown passes from outside the tackle box, which means outside the play. Um, the most uh, of any game in a uh, in the NGS area. What's NGS? I don't even know. In the NGS area. I don't even know what that means. Um, but so he threw all four touchdowns outside the pocket is essentially the point. Purdy has completed seven of ten passes. Next gen stats era. Next gen stats. Nice. Okay. Uh, Purdy has completed seven of ten passes over ten air yards for 166 yards and three touchdowns. He leads the NFL in completion percentage, 72.1 percent on such passes this season. So, 
he has been the best quarterback in the league completion percentage-wise. And last week, outside the pocket, which means outside the play, when the play breaks down, Brock Purdy is making the correct decision and throwing it to the correct person to get the completion and move that drive along. That is all you can ask for, for a quarterback with these kind of weapons and this kind of team. Man, like I, I heard it on PMT this week. If you're sitting here telling me you can name seven quarterbacks in the NFL that give you a better chance week to week to win than Brock Purdy, you are fucking lying to yourself because I watch every fucking game and there is not seven quarterbacks better than this dude. There's not. I watch every game. There's garbage quarterbacks out there. He is better than most quarterbacks in this league. It's not even close. And if and that was the biggest question mark, you know what I mean? That was the question mark of this team. They have everything else, everything else. And if he's elite, I don't know if they can be beat, man. I don't see anyone beating. They have a matchup against the Eagles, I think, like week nine or 10. They might go that's into the only, I said that to you. They the, might. The, the, yeah, that's the only team that I think. Or, you know, what's, what's probably going to happen? And I just want to get this one on record because I've seen really, really great teams in the past. And I think this usually happens because of how the NFL works. They go out and they lose to the team you would least expect them to lose. And they go like 16 to one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, that like, might happen. You know, it's like, oh shit, they fucking, wow, that's crazy. They fucking played like the Bucks that week and they lost. That's crazy. You know, like something like that might go down. Like the 85 Bears lost, lost against like one of the most historically bad Dolphin teams ever. And it was like, yeah. you remember because it was the Dolphins because the Dolphins were like, the 72 Dolphins were like really gearing up for that. Like nobody can go fucking undefeated. Fuck everybody thing at the time. Um, the Patriots should have lost to the Giants in the last game of the season. They put too much on the line and showed too much of their hand when they were going undefeated. And I, every single Patriots fan in New England knows that to be true. And I think they would have won that Super Bowl if they fucking benched their starters for the last game of the season. So yeah, I just so think bad. the only thing that might be their downfall is like the idea of going undefeated, getting in their head. But um, I think the most important stat from last weekend as far as Brock Purdy goes, because I think everything you said about him is true. I, I think it is dumb to to not be saying that he's the real. You're deal. just not watching if, if, that's, yeah, if I, that's what you're saying. It is, but you I know? think the most the, the stat that I looked up uh, when I t- finally tapped out on that game early in the fourth quarter, the stat that I looked up at the end, because I wanted to know, because I think this is the most important thing about his game. I wanted to know how many how many yards he averaged per throw. Ten and a half. And I just think like that to me is like this, that's the Tom Brady number. Like that's the Tom yep. Brady number. Yep. When you're averaging 10 yards a throw, a completion, 10 yards a completion, um, that's that's the TB12 method <laughs> of like winning games. Well, let's play. I, I want to play a fun game here. I've right. seen people do this. I want to play who would you rather, right? We're going to play who would you rather right now. Sure. Let's do it. So who would you rather? Would you rather Brock Purdy or Tua? Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Okay. Wait, wait, but, but wait, 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 wait. Is it? Am I taking their whole offense, or no, am I you, taking... it's, it's who would you rather for? I don't know. That's a good question, actually. Let's I guess let's say let's a... pick let's pick a really neutral offense that you would have to plug them into, and we'll do would you rather there. So like, who would you rather? Let's do the let's do the Dallas Cowboys. Like take. I was take, actually going to say the Cowboys. Okay. Take da- take Dak out of the equation, right? And you can and you give me a bunch of who would you rather's against Brock Purdy, and I'll I'll answer everything you can. So. Brock Purdy or Tua for the Cowboys? Brock, Brock Purdy, easy. Okay. Trevor Lawrence or Brock Purdy? It's a tough one. Uh, Brock, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy still. Yeah? Yeah. Because because of the, the, the basement, you know exactly what you're getting. Because, of, because, of, yeah, because of, of how I want him to manage a game. Right. Because you know, how, how, okay. I think it's about winning. Because what I'm thinking is who's going to win me the game? 
Not like okay. who's going to have the better numbers or who's going to who has the bigger cannon or whatever. It's like who's going to win me the game? Brock Purdy. Deshaun Watson. Uh, Brock Purdy easily. Okay. Uh, I'm not even going to ask that one. Uh, Fields. Justin Fields. No question. <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> not even close. Fair <laughs> um, cousins. Oh God, Brock Purdy. All right, obviously. Um, <laughs> All right, we're going to go higher than that. Justin Herbert. Okay, I'm going to take Herbert in that okay. situation because okay. I think so that because I think to me to me I think Herbert's winning that fucking Chargers team defense or Chargers team games that that he has no business winning them. I think that they're so much fucking worse uh, that than than they're actually letting on. And that's just a like a Dave hot take anyway. So, I'm going to take Herbert there just based on the fact that I think he's I think he's woefully fucking underappreciated for the level of talent that he is. And I think in about five years, if Brock Purdy's like one of our best QBs, I think Herbert's still going to be right there too if they put the right people around him. So I'll take Herbert in that situation with some. Don't disagree. Don't dis- I think that's you know a, a line of top five. I think Herbert's top five talent wise. Yeah. Really, so I'm like, know, I'm still taking Mahomes over Purdy. I'm still, I'm still taking probably Jalen. No, I'm taking Hurts. No, I'm, I'm taking Brock Purdy. You're taking Purdy over Hurts. Yeah, because Hurts is so fucking trick or treat this season, dude. Last year, Hurts, I'll take. I'll take last year, Jalen Hurts, uh, the way he was playing, the way he was disagree. playing behind that behind that offensive line. But he doesn't look this quite the same. He I, just I, doesn't. I don't disagree. If if you give me a neutral offense, a neutral and, offense, I think yeah, like nobody think, can play in that Eagles right. offense other than Jalen Hurts. I wouldn't put anybody yeah. in that Eagles offense other than Jalen Hurts. The whole I fucking thing right. would fall apart. But and somewhere else, Purdy, Burrow. Burrow, right? Last it's week, Joe Burrow, Burrow, where it looked like he went yeah, and got the Kobe treatment that's and he looks like he can move around. That's yeah, Joe I'll Burrow. Burrow for sure. Fucking um, Joe Burrow's that dude, though. You but know he's, he, he is that dude. And <laughs> you see the, the Kid Cuddy reference, too, man, that made me love him so much more. Um, okay, so that that puts Burrow, what, sixth? Or yeah. not Burrow, uh, Purdy is sixth? Purdy is sixth. Sixth, right? Yeah, I don't think there's, I don't think there, there's seven better quarterbacks than, than Brock Purdy. It's fucking crazy, man. It's fucking crazy. It's remember, pretty crazy. Remember, like, it, I mean, but even, but even Lance, if you go through the... Yeah, I know. Like, if you go through the murderers row of everybody else, you know, if if you think Dak, obviously Purdy. If you think Purdy, Mac yep. Jones, obviously Purdy. If you think fucking uh, Dimes, obviously Purdy. But, like, but I'm talking about guys that, you know, guy, you know, Bryce Young. There's guys that people have, have traded legitimate assets for. And yep. then Brock Purdy comes out of fucking nowhere. You know, and undrafted. it's like oh, Mr. Irrelevant. Or, yeah, no, Mr. Irrelevant. The thing is, is like it's it's unfortunate because it's like I think Patriots Patriots fans have been like, oh, we'll get that one ninety nine guy again. It's like, nah, you can't lightning can't strike twice. That's got to happen to somebody else. And I think it might have. I'm not saying he's gonna be Tom Brady, but that might have happened to the fuck Forty ers because he's really good. Man. And listen, I think that we, you and I agree on this. And if there was a dissenting voice here, they'd be saying like, look at what he's got to throw to. And it's like I know, dude, but I've still seen people. You got to do it though. I've still yeah, seen people fuck that up. Like I've seen all the weapons. You can't do it without a QB. He's the first guy who touches the ball. So the decision making is just out of control. He he's got to be so tough to watch play against your team because it's you just know he's not going to fuck up. You yeah, have to man. beat him. You have to beat him. You know he find he finds the open guy. And the thing about this offense, man, is that like it schemes. It was the opposite of what the Cowboys were doing. It's he definitely understands the offense too. To like he really be, understands it. But guys are just fucking wide open in this offense. It really is, man. It's yeah, because like because fucking when, Brandon Ayuk is would be the number one receiver on fucking fourteen. But it's like when when you execute though, what happens is like you can't when you let this team get going, 
right? It's different when Purdy has to drop back and pass and like you can focus on the pass, you can focus on this, but like you have to center so much focus around Christian McCaffrey. You have to, you have to, have to, have to. There's, he will beat you every single time if you don't. As soon as that focus comes off of Purdy, he just, he knows how to pick it apart. You know what I mean? He just does. And like, he knows how to not make the mistake. And when you have to focus so much on a run game, you can't be aggressive and try and make those picks. You can't be aggressive and try to do this because you're playing man to man all fucking game. You, you you don't have a chance to to make those reads and shit. It really like kills that. you it's... to see fucking George Pickens get a fucking man to man run down the fucking sideline where he's the only guy you have to guard. <laughs> and, uh, and fucking, you know, your team's trying to fucking mark seven elite skill players at the same time it's crazy because they were we're gonna shut down christian mccaffrey and for all intents and purposes you did you know on the christian mccaffrey scale you did until a point until a point man yeah it's uh it's rough dude they're really good it's the case they're really fucking good this is one of the do you remember like two years ago when it was like they were the upstart 49ers and it's like this team that's like oh i can't believe bro that is the best team in the nfl that's it's the best funny too, I think because like they had Jimmy G in there, but Jimmy G also had this fatal flaw where it's like if it was a pass over twenty yards, he's not going to be able to make it. So you can just start to figure out their offense within that twenty yard like box. But Purdy, I'm not saying Purdy has a cannon, but he he makes throws, man. That's he all can you make the, he can make the right throws. Like I'm not saying he's going you know fifty, sixty, seventy yards down the field for a dime, but like does it even matter because his throws look so much longer no. anyway? Because all his guys are such yak guys. You know, it's like you fucking throw the ball to fucking AU, to Debo, to fucking CMC, to like to George Kittle. Like they're all like then that's the other thing too, is that you think maybe they might have a red zone issue with the kind of guys that they have, but no, because they have George Kittle to just go over the fucking top. So it's like or like CMC to just make a play. It's fucking crazy. It honestly is fucking crazy. But yeah, he might not be the fastest guy, but he's the smartest guy. You know, he's not the most athletic, but he's fucking smart. And like you said about his pocket presence, like it's so hard to sack him because he'll get it, he'll get the ball out of his hands. He can tell when you're when you're there. You know, he knows how much he can keep like three or four things in his head at once. So, yeah, he's 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 that dude. They're bro. good. Yeah, they're yeah. they're super legit. It, the problem is, it might just fucking suck for content because they might just walk the rest of the season. <laughs> but uh, you know, we can talk about everyone else. Um, all right. Well, we did it. We ranked the powers. Uh, 49ers, number one, big gap. Eagles, Chiefs, Dolphins, Lions, Bills, big gap. Jags, Cowboys, Steelers, Bucks. Uh, congratulations to every team that made it. Um, after number one, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen next week? So <laughs> That's it. For myself uh, and the real BK, the man who makes the power rankings, Bob Kelly. Uh, this has been Missing the Point. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. 
ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with ElectroCast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of ElectroCast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join ElectroCast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to ElectroCast.com and join our community today. Electricast, transform your influence. Electricast.